Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good afternoon or good night, however and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live, because it's a podcast. Welcome in, everybody. It is Wednesday, September 15th by my count. It may not be by your count, because it's a podcast. You are listening however and whenever it is that you are. So, thanks for stopping in today. We got Morgan from Australia today. I'm super excited about that. Should be a fun, fun show here today. But first, I want to get to... One story that we did not cover over the weekend, and there are technically two stories that we did not cover over the weekend. One of them is the sewage pipe breaking in Washington football team stadium, but that one just kind of needs to be mentioned and just let's sit there. A sewage pipe bursting at the Washington football stadium in the stands and a fan in the crowd saying, oh, that looks like shit. That's shit. The jokes write themselves on that one. The story I actually wanted to talk about was around Marshawn Lattimore, the star corner for the New Orleans Saints, who Ohio State is still pivoting out there as a NFL player from Ohio State, even though this was early, early Ohio State, and Marshawn Lattimore probably doesn't have tons of association with the university anymore, but you can still peddle out Marshawn Lattimore as NFL stars from Ohio State. So... Marshawn Lattimore got a contract extension over the weekend, and this was weird timing with the contract extension because the news of his extension came out between the end of the afternoon games and Sunday night football. Now, the contract was probably agreed to before then, but Lattimore's signing of the contract perfectly coincided with him suffering an injury in the game that was being played at 1 o'clock West Coast time. So when I say 4.30 and 5 between Sunday Night Football, this is obviously West Coast time since we're out here in California. So, Marshawn Lattimore suffered a thumb injury that could leave him missing significant time, which reminds me of that Drew Brees injury where Drew Brees ended up missing significant time because of a thumb injury a few years ago. But still, so Marshawn Lattimore is injuring his thumb in the game against the Packers. The Saints also lost Eric uh, McCoy, their starting center, which is rough. They lost Marcus Davenport, who was supposed to be the dude to replace Trey Hendrickson, and the guy they traded up early into the first round to draft, even though he was barely a first-round prospect. So the Saints ended up losing Marshawn Lattimore, but then extending him to a long-term extension. And look, 
the Lattimore extension was more of a formality. Him and Marlon Humphrey are the two guys who are going to break the contract records from the same draft class. Humphrey got his contract this offseason. It was only a matter of time before Lattimore got his. What's weird about it is that it appears when we're watching this and the timeline of events that Marshawn Lattimore got hurt and then immediately secured the bag. Like, just got hurt, went to the sidelines, and then his just called up his agent and said, take the deal, basically. It still makes him the highest-paid corner in the NFL, but he like it, it makes it seem like he just got hurt, called up his agent, and an hour later he had a contract extension. And if that is the actual story, oh my lord, that is absolutely hilarious. That's the best thing I can say about it. It's just unbelievably hilarious. If that's how it actually went down for Marshawn Lattimore. So, great weekend for the Saints. Marshawn Lattimore got paid, but now he's hurt. So, the Saints might come down to earth, which is a rough break. Uh, McCoy, by the way, is out like four weeks. There's so many injuries this weekend. And, like, they all happen on, like, the same four teams or something. Like, the Raiders lost Marcus Mariota, who only played, like, one play and scrambled for 31 yards. And now he might be done for the season, which... We're not sure if he's done for the season, though, because as the old saying goes, death, taxes, and Marcus Mariota being questionable to return. It's always the case. Marcus Mariota, before the season starts, before every game, is always questionable to return. He's always got that little yellow cue on the injury report. So, Marcus Mariota went down. Um... Denzel Good, I think, is the name of their right ta- or right guard. He's gone now uh, for the season. I think he tore his ACL. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe got hurt. Who he had an awesome game against the Ravens. Like we shouted out him and Carl Nazib and Max Crosby. They played awesome games on the front side of a terrible Raiders defense. Who basically, if they didn't get to the quarterback, Lamar Jackson could just basically do whatever he wanted. So. Those guys had awesome games, but now Yannick Ngakwe is gone. There's a fourth guy who was hurt for the Raiders, but I forgot who it is now. Uh, Maybe it wasn't important. Maybe it was important. I'm not sure. Uh, Probably more important than Henry Ruggs, I would say. Ayo! Zinger at Henry Ruggs. That was kind of unfair to Henry Ruggs, but so many weird injuries this weekend in the NFL. And Week 2 last year signified the end of the 49ers because that's when, like, their entire team got injured. So maybe the maybe there will be better injury luck this year. All right, let us join in with our friend Morgan from Australia here on the Take It Easy podcast. Hello. Hey. Howdy, Morgan. How are you? I'm doing great today. I feel well. Actually, I'm not going to feel so great in a little bit because I got like three hours of podcast to do today, plus you know, football Sunday. I haven't been conditioned for the football Sundays yet. There's going to be a. There's oh, going to be a Aaron little. Rodgers, bit. You and Aaron Rodgers both. <laughs> wow, we're getting right into it with the jokes. Yeah, here. Look, I have a feeling look, a lot of this is going to be jokes. Let me just take this off your hands. I'll just do the next hour. So you save yourself. <laughs> Save me an hour just by talking about how your New Orleans Saints beat the living shit out of the Green Bay Packers. Um, I'd just like to welcome everybody to the Morgan Was Right Tour. Um, this stopping many stations to the Super Bowl. Jameis, I love you. And in terms of that many stops on the way to the Super Bowl, I think that was more last year. I think if 
if they no, I mean, I mean like many, year, many, many stops because um, we don't have a home, so we have to stop everywhere else. But I'm, that is true. I am very happy in Saxonville. We'll stay there. Yes. You, you guys are now 1-0 and in Jacksonville, according to my count, because I don't know when the last time you guys played in Jacksonville was. Maybe eight years ago? I don't know. But, but a fantastic count, decision. Fantastic decision by Mickey Loomis to pick Jacksonville. Okay, when it's too hot in the kitchen, the Packers couldn't hack it. Yes, and also they got the humidity bump, which now you guys don't have to worry about Drew Brees not being able to play in outdoor stadiums anymore. You guys don't have to worry about that for the next 15 years, or we don't have to make jokes about that for the next 15 years. We don't have to worry about anything. Jameis can see clearly now his blindness is gone, and everything's looking up. Yes, and it'll all come crashing down eventually. When you're one, your your wide receiver core is like a Jenga tower. You're just like being held together right now with a Chris Hogan here and a, a Marquez Callaway who didn't actually play good in that game, uh, but they're hanging out over there. And then uh, so what you're telling sudden, me is there's upside, upside. Yeah, of course. Michael Thomas there's to come back, there. upside. Yeah, but you're wow. one you're one Jenga piece away from Jameis looking around and being like, "Oh shit, what do not I do?" Today, now? Cole. Not today, Carl. We're not doing this today. You will not bring me down. Uh-uh. I gotta be honest. I don't know if anyone had. Well, no. I think the Rams are having more fun than the Saints, but I don't know if anyone had more fun than the Saints today, going through that victory and getting to have those four hours of celebrating. The Saints are so fun. You know, if I went for a coward team like Carolina who, like, punted for no reason, like, I'd hate myself. We go for it on fourth and seven just for lols. Like, be us. Be like us. It's fun. It was jarring to see the Saints complete, like, a 70-yard touchdown and get behind the secondary because now you have to actually play Sean Payton deep, which was a problem of his for many years was that – Sean Payton, the key to hacking the Sean Payton offense is just pull the safeties in a little bit, and then all of a sudden you can double one of those wide receivers whenever they try to break on a slant, uh, you know, who I'm joking about, of course. But still, it, it's kind of the hack to the offense when Drew Brees can't make the throws anymore. Now Jameis can just huck the ball 70 yards down the field and score touchdowns with the best of them, or at least that's what we're going to take away from one week of it, is that we've now seen Jameis do it, which means, therefore, he can do it. And you haven't seen him not do it, so stop saying he can't. I've seen it. I've, I've seen sorry, many a take. No, with no, the no. All I've seen that no, he hasn't played for the Buccaneers. This ain't the Buccaneers. This ain't your daddy's Buccaneers. This is the Saints. And this is a Sean Payton offense, and it is looking very nice. Happy days. I mean, yeah, that's that's the biggest shocker of the weekend. Well, of course, when I say the biggest shocker of the weekend, of course, is that Chris Hogan is on the Saints. That is that's the biggest shocker of the weekend that I took away because uh, I I thought he was playing lacrosse at this point, but apparently he's catching touchdowns from Jameis for the next. That was that was one of my weeks. first uh, the the fun things of today it was like, oh my god, he plays for this team. Yeah, there were a lot. Mark of Ingram, today. oh my god, he plays for the Texans. Why? Yeah, I, I'd kind of forgotten about David Johnson. Like he was the key piece of that uh, key piece of that trade with DeAndre Hopkins, and I saw him have like two touchdowns today. I'm like, Bill O'Brien is getting vindicated because in the Texans' last two games, David Johnson now has like four touchdowns after being terrible before then. And DeAndre Hopkins, I think DeAndre Hopkins had like um, no, 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 nobody got vindicated by the DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> trade today. I'm sorry. 
But oh man, did I enjoy him this morning! Oh, he's wow, so that was... great. I love watching them. I really like watching them. Arizona, they're yeah. they're fun because yeah. they and do sometimes, things different. Sometimes Cliff Kingsbury walks onto the field and looks really hot and angry. <laughs> that was really weird. There was like one moment where he was like, there was a play clock issue, and he just looked so perfect on camera. The glasses. I love when it's when he, they're on the road because in Arizona he doesn't need the sunglasses, but when they're on the road, the glasses just make it so you oh, can't see whether like, his eyes are panicking. He was like GQ, like oh, perfect man, just oh everything about him, angry, angsty. Oh yes, more. But it's also paralleled with Vrabel, right? Because Vrabel is like the anti-Kingsbury at this point, and Vrabel wants that to cut off his own junk. Yeah, but Vrabel's also scruffy. Vrabel, we know he smokes tobacco, or I'm sorry, chews tobacco because we saw it during the the draft that was in his house with his weird ass kids. Is that he <laughs> chews tobacco a lot? So, like, Vrabel's like the anti. Vrabel is uh, stew. Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> He's stew, and Cliff Kingsbury is like the glow up Mike, not Jorts Mike. So Tony, you're saying he's just no, Tony t- no, over- overrated. <laughs> Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. By the way, people, again, we're talking about the greatest t- show in the history of the universe, the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gatz. Uh, I sometimes Always. have to give that little disclaimer Always. there because don't we are. Joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. But we're, we're super fans. If people don't get the show, that's fine. But I don't want to leave them out of the dark on it, though. Okay, fine. It's, we could also, we see, can I have one minute to talk F1 today? <laughs> We've never done a single second of F1 talk on the show, well, but we, this we is will... now an F1 podcast. Yeah, I did not even watch it. <laughs> you know what? Actually, now that but I, I celebrated on watched, Twitter like I watched it, I watched three minutes on a plane flight this weekend because they had ESPN on, and and it was uh, it was during College Game Day, and College Game Day ended. And then it switched to like four minutes of Formula One right before I like fell asleep or just started listening to a podcast. But uh, if your one minute wants to start, we can start it right now. I don't even have a minute's worth of content, but I just oh. wanted to congratulate Daniel Ricciardo on being the nicest Australian to have ever been created. He is just the happiest human on earth. And he hasn't won since 2018 in Monaco. He changed teams looking for success. It hadn't happened. Everything went wrong for him. And today, he's a champion for a day. It was just really wonderful to see on Twitter because I didn't watch it. That is totally understandable. And while you were talking about that, I was observing the fact that there's so many Rams that have single-digit numbers now. Like, there were a few of them spattered throughout the day. Every single one of the Rams has a different jersey now. It's impossible to figure out who plays for that team now because I know Deshaun Jackson's running around out there somewhere, so maybe he's in one of those single-digit jerseys now. Robert Woods is number two. They've got a running back that's one, and I have no idea who it is. And ugh, The Rams are impossible to figure out right now, but they're having a lot of fun. So. See, as somebody who's new to the game, I don't get the numbers thing because I just don't get the numbers thing. So why are they now allowed to be different numbers that they weren't before? Because the NFL changed the rule around it. It used to be that players were only allowed to have certain numbers at certain positions. So like offensive linemen, you either had to have a a number that started with a six or a seven or wide receivers had to start with either a one or an eight. 
or sometimes a nine, but I think just one and eight. And like defensive ends have to have either a five or a, a nine on their number. So all of a sudden now anyone can wear any number they want. And so it's you've got for all. Yep. And so, so in, now, in our sport, like most people, like the better, like better players would have a number between like one and you probably wouldn't go above like 36. Because 36 has been a good number for some people. And so it's really, it's really staggering when someone chooses a number that's larger than that. And so like Mason Cox, who's the American that plays for my team, is 46. And she's like, why? Like, <laughs> usually that's what they give like the shit rookies and then they change num- Like they'll change numbers when people leave and they get better and move up like closer to one. But 46. Yeah, but in America, you can wear whatever jersey number you yeah. want, even if for some reason that leaves Luka Doncic wearing 77. And I don't think anyone is allowed to dominate the league while wearing the number 77. But I think he's going to yeah. do it anyways. Yeah, well, 23 is a popular number, but it always has been. I think yeah. that was even before um, Michael Jordan, but popular number. Yeah. Apparently Jalen Ramsey is number five now. That didn't make sense. Uh, something I was laughing about, and they make this joke on, on Levitard a lot, and I've adopted this so much because I grew up I, I grew up in the Charger fandom, and then once they left San Diego, I, I stopped rooting for them. And that was now like five years removed now, so it's like I've kind of moved on in a sense. But we need someone to take over Philip Rivers' purgatory, and I, I'd like to nominate Kirk Cousins but I don't know if it's either Kirk Cousins or Matthew Stafford that gets to be always down one score, 130 to go, no timeouts. You have to go the entire length of the field. Sometimes you win. Most of the times you don't. I feel like it's either Cousins or Stafford. We need a new Phillip Rivers purgatory to, to adopt here. Yeah, I just don't want oh, – I don't want to see Minnesota ever win. Oh, just go it, away. What's what's the deal with Minnesota then? Is it Minnesota Miracle? Is it anti-vax? What what's the deal with Minnesota for you? Yeah, the Minnesota, it, Mir- the Minnesota Miracle. Like, oh, you've got one thing ever. Go away. Well, technically they have two because that one year the Saints were thirteen and three, but somehow made the wild card, and then Kirk Cousins had that one like fifty-yard bomb, the Thielen, wow. in overtime. So technically they got two on you. Yeah, well, I've had enough. I don't want to say it again. Yeah, that's understandable. But yeah, go with Stafford. Here. Yeah, Stafford. Let's go with Stafford. Stafford gets to be Stafford has the fun stat if he has actually he's got like three fun stats. I've mentioned them before on the podcast, so maybe people have heard this, but he's currently the fastest in NFL history to throw twenty thousand passing yards and thirty thousand passing yards, and also has the most comebacks in the history of the NFL. Because he's just playing on all these shit Lions teams that he has to win like 35 to 31 games all the time by leading fourth quarter comebacks. Yeah. Yeah, we're going with Stafford. Yeah, we're going Stafford gets to be new Philip. See, both of them aren't going to last that much longer in the NFL. But at least for a few years, we can adopt a new Philip Rivers while we're looking for the new person to take over the reins of person always down seven points with no timeouts on the last drive of the game. So I, I guess Stafford for the win, but cause I was thinking about that because Kirk Cousins had one of those today where they were down three. He had to lead the miracle comeback towards the end and he technically got it to overtime. And then much to your chagrin, the, the Cincinnati Bengals get the victory in overtime, which that whole time I was, they, um, that game was cutting into the red zone, the second half of games. 
and I really wanted to watch the Browns and the Chiefs. And so the whole time I'm like, can we just call this a tie and move on? Like, I, I get it's overtime. Overtime games can be fun. Can we just declare this one a tie and move to the next set of games? Ah, happy for my boy, Joey B. Did you see him, what he was wearing when he walked into that? Oh, fire. Fire, fire. <laughs> Like, he, so, he, he has a lot of swag for a white dude. Yeah, that's probably true. Joe Burrow... Joe Burrow doesn't feel like the stereotypical white dude, though. Like Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins, stereotypical white dudes for sure. Found out today that Ryan Fitzpatrick, yes, Harvard-educated guy, but also the guy we think of with the drip and the Fitz magic, apparently has seven kids. So that's something I did not know about him. And Joe Joe Burrow does not feel like that. He doesn't feel like you're going to have a weird controversy with someone's wife tweeting out anti-vax stuff. No one's ever playing the white guy's music to Joe Burrow. It's yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking, is that he he's a white quarterback, but he's not the, the white quarterback. No, he, he's not the, your average white quarterback. Like, he, like, he's lived a bit, like, he's struggled, and, like, he's a lot more self-aware of the world and the environment in which he lives. And I really yes. like him. Oh, like, I'm an LSU fan, so I'm, like, a massive homer. But... I like him as a person, and I want to see him succeed. So I was very happy. Well, to so see this him is again. your adopted team, then the the Bengals are that they're the LSU Bengals at this. Yeah, point. the LSU Bengals. Yeah, team. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the LSU Bengals who are already plotting to fire Zach Taylor, who still, despite winning today, has a worse winning percentage than Adam Gase did with the Jets. So plotting to fire him and hiring uh, Joe Brady offensive coordinator from those LSU teams. They're plotting how they're going to acquire Justin Jefferson in a few years. You know, the LSU Bengals are already laying the foundation with, uh, well, I guess yeah, a one and oh start that's probably going like to end up five. A whole bunch of stable ponies just to keep Joey B happy. Like let him play with his friends. You know why? Cause it bloody worked. Why would well, you want him to play with his friends worked. when he's kind of worked? What do you mean? It kind of worked. They were the well, best, they had the best season ever. It was amazing. It worked. Yeah, the only time with these friends worked. Get them together. Let's go. Just get them all together, and yeah. That I literally I wanted to make T-shirts with this, but apparently Joe Burrow as a phrase is copyrighted. So. I heard that. I I I do I do listen to what pods I'm not on. Um, so yeah. I did hear that, and I thought that was unfortunate. But um, yeah, well done, no, Joey B. Marketing yourself. Great well. opportunity. Great opportunity. It it's one of my favorite phrases. If you're gonna let Joe, if you're gonna ruin Joe Burrow's career, at least let him play with his friends. And look what he did today: 120 yards and a touchdown for Jamar Chase. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yep, I and loved like it. Coming so back much. from a season-ending injury, Joey B's got the goods, dude. Oh, Baker Mayfield's got the goods, dude, though. I I, tem- I was tempted during, like, the third quarter of that game to buy one of those got the goods t-shirts. Was so tempted, like, partway through. I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to be so much fun once we get to the playoffs. And then, of course, Mahomes did the Mahomes thing, and it was over. But uh, J- Baker Mayfield, also white quarterback that's not a stereotypical white quarterback. Yeah, he's got some swag. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's got some swag. Like, if, if Kirk Cousins is number one on the list, Josh Allen's like an eight, then Baker Mayfield's probably like – if Kirk Cousins is a ten, Josh Allen's an eight, Baker Mayfield's probably like a two on this scale. 
Yeah. Maybe Joe See, Burrow I, I, gets to be number I gonna, one. I was going to have like the take of you know like white quarterbacks are, are not what they used to be. They're a little cooler, but then you've got like Mac Jones. Yeah, this is the problem. Is that there? There you can if you want to be Zach white Wilson. quarterback guy. I don't know what to do with Zach Wilson. I just don't. Mormon's a different category here because it's it's a different <laughs> kind of culture. White quarterback, black quarterback, Mormon quarterback. Yeah, no, it, it kind of is. This happened in the NBA a while back where you had like Jimmer Fredette and you were like, you don't really know what to do with him at this point. But uh, you had like, I, I guess the Mormon quarterback club now is just Zach Wilson and Taysom Hill. I don't think there's any other ones in the NFL at this point, but I think they get to be a whole nother class of their own. And on that and on that basis, they're at the bottom of my list. Under what circumstances or what grounds? Every circumstance. Just because Taysom Hill's on the list. <laughs> Out. He's not I a quarterback. Stop saying that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, no, he's not a quarterback, but he's at least a backup quarterback. Like, he can be a solid, you know, Colt McCoy. He, he can be an okay backup quarterback. I'm just glad that they didn't – they stopped pretending that he could be the starter. Stop trying to make him happen. It's not going to happen. Sean, Sean Payton is going to make it happen. Sean Payton is going to find a way. He can't, he can't do it now. I saw it was like 21 to 3, and they called the Taysom Hill package at the goal line, which if you are anyone who has Alvin Kamara on your fantasy team, that has to just be so frustrating. If you, if you like, if Kamara fell to you at three in your fantasy draft, and you're like, well, I guess I got to take Kamara, it's got to be so frustrating to watch him every week. Knowing the Taysom Hill package is always waiting at the goal line. Yeah. Like, Alvin can only do so much. And Sean, like, handcuffs him. Like, sorry, man. We're not just, we're just going to bring in this asshole and <laughs> take the shine away from you. Which, by the way, we don't do a ton of fantasy football here. But what happens in fantasy football where literally every running back has a shitty day in week one except Joe Mixon? Just didn't make any sense. Every Christian McCaffrey, who he did have a lot of catches. So McCaffrey was pretty good, though. Like, I think he finished in the top six or seven. But Dalvin who else? Cook, who else is there to throw to there? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think he was their leading receiver for the game. I think he, he was the leading targeted receiver for the Carolina Panthers. I think they got Robbie Anderson there. Like, do you, oh, yeah. Be, yeah, he got him once. <laughs> yeah, you know, DJ Moore's got a cult following at this point, but. I'm trying to figure out which group he falls into because there's a group that's like with DJ Chark and Devontae Parker where the sooner you stop pretending they're a number one receiver, the better off you're going to be. I feel like DJ Moore might be sliding into that category slowly but steadily of let's stop pretending he's a number one and treat him like a number two. But other than that, yeah, pretty much just Christian McCaffrey. But and Derrick Henry was shitty. Najee Harris was shitty. Dalvin Cook was shitty today. Every running back was bad. For some reason, Joe Mixon popped off for like two touchdowns and 150 yards. Yeah. Um, every time anyone says um, DJ Chark, Baby Shark plays in my head. Yep, really I do it too, except very, I replace the words with... Very annoying. <laughs> I replaced the words DJ with DJ Chark, DJ Chark, DJ Chark. I do it when he scores touchdowns too. Just any time I hear his name. So Jameis yeah. had back-to-back 15-play touchdown drives for the first time since 2000. That anyone has done that? I don't know. 
just says it on the screen. First half of it. I'm rewatching it. Back to back, 15 play touchdown drives. First time in NFL since I can't read dates because you fucking put them wrong. Uh, First time in September. (laughs) (laughs) September 2000. Vikings. Oh, well, it says Vikings. Okay, it says Vikings. Yeah, no, so it's not just Jameis. Because I I don't think he's been in the league 21 years, Kyle. I knew it wasn't Jameis. I wasn't sure if they meant like a Saints quarterback or the first time it's happened for the Saints or the NFL. I love that your advanced analytics is just, I don't know, I'm reading it off the screen right now. Well, it's not like I fucking know this shit. (laughs) No, that's true. I just thought like you were doing research and you just really wanted to bring that stat in. Like I did. Yeah, and you were singing DJ Chuck. I had to like pause and go back back <laughs> so i could do some of my other here. ones my other force of habits that i say every time i see someone uh for like six years i've always every time he catches i always go antonio brown every time he catches a ball don't know why started it when he was on my fantasy team every time antonio brown so <laughs> anytime, anytime anyone says philip rivers i say frivers this is like combining <laughs> things frivers um, I have that with some baseball player. I can't remember who it is now. Oh, well, I do it with jingles. I know that. But I do it with some baseball player. Somebody tweeted that Joe Ingles was a top 10 player in the league today. <laughs> He's barely oh, a top 10 Australian player in the league today. <laughs> do you? Oh, it's Mike O'Donnell, who I really like, Mike O'Donnell, but that's a shit take. <laughs> He's one of the may, he's maybe a top ten bench player in the league, maybe. No, it was, I don't know. Like there was obviously a stat that went with it. And I was just like, Yeah, I agree with this, Mike. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know what? It, we have we have established the jingles part of this podcast many a times and he and you know what? He's great. He's he's the he's so much fun and I forgot why I why I saw him this weekend. There there was something in the oh um, who's the guy who got drafted by the Thunder? Your your Australian guy, Josh Giddy, like six. Yeah, Josh Giddy signed his contract with the Thunder, and they posted it on Instagram. And Josh Giddy's the 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 house because he was in his house because that's where they took the photo. And his house looks like those recruits that like get paid money or get a house from the the like shoe company. Where there's like no pictures on the walls, there's no furniture, there's no nothing in the house. And so Joe Ingalls replies to him, he's like, use that money in the contract to go buy yourself some furniture. Because there's literally nothing except a blank room and wall. Uh, walls and a blank room and he's sitting on like this like little footrest of a chair while he's signing his contract. Because obviously he's just bought this house and there's literally nothing in it. <laughs> I'm trying to find a photo. <laughs> it's really good. It's really funny. With <laughs> Joe Ingalls and, and uh, Giddy. That's his name, right? Yeah, Josh uh, Giddy. I think it's Giddy, yeah. Josh Giddy looks uh, like he's six years old. <laughs> and like, I, oh, feel weird. In- I feel really weird about him living alone. I hope he's not living alone. I, I would guess so. He's 19 years old. I would assume that... Uh, He's living by himself, but you never know. Oklahoma City. um, Yeah, it's probably on Oklahoma City's Instagram account. I think that's where I saw it. But uh, Giddy (laughs) Giddy ended up having this fun moment. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what he he looks like. 
Getty or Joe Ingles? Um, oh, no, I found the photo. <laughs> Josh Giddy. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, it really is empty. <laughs> no, yeah, there's literally nothing. Not on the walls, um, not on the floor. He signed with Nike, yeah. Oh, so yeah that's what that it was. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he signed with Nike. Nike. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> some of that money to put you some furniture in pick number two. Uh, Australians are here in full force. You're saying someone who looks like they're like 16. And Oh, I remember now. It was, um, it was Devonta Smith when he scored that touchdown. And I'm the same age as Devonta Smith, so it's not like that weird. But I saw it. I'm like, oh, my God, he looks like a child. And then they do those like graphics on Fox, which I like to make memes about all the time. And his graphic literally had him, like, <laughs> made him look 15 years old in the photo. But it also makes Tom Brady look 15 years old for some reason. Don't know why they did that. But it uh, Devonta Smith is on. I'm like, that dude looks like a child in the NFL. Oh, hang on. Oh, I, I was looking at a pair of shoes. I was like, I hope they're not his shoes. They're crap. <laughs> According to Josh Giddy's, um IG, he just got a Toyota, so <laughs> that's good. He's got a car. Now he just needs a couch. Yeah. Or it doesn't even have to be a couch. You could get, like, an ottoman and be okay. Just something. Put just something on the wall something. as well. Just anything. Yeah. I mean, even a mirror is fine. Like, it doesn't even have to be a photo. It doesn't have to be anything. Just put something on the Actually, I'm looking around my room right now. There's literally nothing on the walls, so... Not even, not even I have put stuff on the walls. I, I should guess, not. But... I should not criticize other human beings about what they have in their house. It is Monday, the thirteenth of September, and my Christmas tree is still up. <laughs> what? <laughs> is it a real tree? Like, no. Have you been okay? No. I was going to say, have you been watering it this whole time? No. Like, that's just I just refuse. I refuse to take it down. It is just the prettiest. It's the prettiest tree I've ever decorated. I love it so much, and I'm not removing it. I live by myself. I make my own rules, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> no one comes to visit me because we are constantly in lockdown in COVID, so no one knows. I have Morgan. A tree, and I don't care. Morgan. And somebody yeah. asked this week on Facebook if it's too early to put your tree up, and I said, if you don't take it down, you don't have to put it up again. <laughs> So in, in the hypothetical Lebitardian question, which they've asked many times before, how long is too long to put up your Christmas tree? You're one of the people who leaves it up all year long. Every, Not is, every. This is the first time I've left it up all year decorated. Once I left it up undecorated and, and yeah. I just said it was a houseplant. <laughs> Do you turn the lights on no. every night? No. Okay. No, no, no. I have not turned the lights on since January. Okay. That's, you off, know what? That makes it okay. That makes it more okay. I even have like a garland that says Merry Christmas still up and I'm not taking it down either. Okay. So that's unnecessary. So I've had two that's rental fun. inspections this year and my real estate agent doesn't understand why my tree's still up. <laughs> I, I think I, with good reason, I would say. With good reason, she doesn't understand why you leave your tree up. <laughs> the last one was a virtual one, and she's like, did you use old photos? And I was like, no. <laughs> what makes you think that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bitch, don't judge me. Let me live my life with my tree. Who said, who said I'm judging here? No, Nobody says I'm judging, except for the judgment you have to do to create content, because if we don't have a debate here, then all of a sudden... 
There's no debate. It's fucking weird. Like I'm weird, <laughs> but I don't, I don't care. Like I've even got like the the like gift for, gift bags that are under the tree that have nothing in them because they're just fake. Like okay, so you're really committing to this bit. You are yes. really committing. To this. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love Christmas so much. Well, is this going to become an every year thing now? Are you just going to keep it up forever and never take it down until you move again? Um, no. Well, I might. I might change like the decorations in like November because I've looked at them all year. So maybe I'll need like a a refresh. But the tree's staying. The tree's good, staying forever. It's, yeah, it's in a good spot. Like it's not inconveniencing me at all. It brings me joy. And I, I cannot why, argue. Why, that. why not bring yourself joy with little things like that? Sure. You can do that. I, I don't see any argument against that other than just being weird. But I'm weird. I do weird oh, shit all the time, like doing podcasts for nine hours consecutively after watching six hours of football. No yeah. rational human being would ever choose to do that under any circumstances. But yeah, still, so I can't go to work today because I'm sick, but I can do this podcast and I can record another co- podcast about the challenge later today. Ah, uh, yes. The number one challenge podcast in America. Ah, uh, well, is... yeah, not ESPN's number one challenge podcast, the Cutthroat Cast. Anyone who's interested in the challenge or Survivor or reality TV, come check us out. Cutthroat Unfortunately, cast. yes. See, see, she mentioned off air that she had like a bad throat or a, a cold that would make it sound weird, but I think that no one really noticed. And uh, also, I, I've muted was... a few times to sneeze. It's fine. Oh, but that's normal. I do that all the time. With the, Well, I can't do it on this because there's no cough button on the platform we're recording with right now. But still, I, I turn I my can, microphone off. Yeah, when I, <laughs> that's true. That's a good way to go about it. But if if I'm recording during a regular podcast, all I have to do is just oh, stop, pl- stop recording, give a big sniff. This is a problem in the morning, too, when allergies start to kick in. So sometimes I will have to like nasally... Pause, spit, reset, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so, but you like it, you talk a lot, and a lot of it is alone. Like you're you're holding that conversation completely by yourself. Like I'd be like a bit of a mess, to be honest. That is understandable. More than I, usual. Yeah, uh, you know what? That's okay. I, I I can't I can't argue the fact that talking to myself for extended periods of time and holding conversation doesn't come with its perks like being able to record at 6:25 in the evening in the middle of a crappy sunday night football game an entire week's worth of podcasts around an nfl week one that most people already analyzed within the last two hours but you, you know what watch it. you can just go back and watch another game like uh it's currently the third quarter and i'm watching the saints again um <laughs> is is tyron matthew the like most likable player in the league. I think he's fantastic. He's like, up there. I will like, say he's as, up there. Like I like his support for other people. And I, he's like he, LSU connection, obviously. But like he's always congratulating other dudes and happy to see them get the bag. And I just like him. You know who randomly used to be a guy like that for me was Hassan Reddick. 
Hassan Reddick used to play for the Cardinals. I think he's now like just an extra linebacker on the Panthers for some reason. But Hassan Reddick's someone who's like, yeah, he just seems generally like a nice guy. One of the a likable players, someone you can root for. And then he had like five sacks in one game last year against the Giants. It was like, yeah, we, we can get behind Reddick this. had like a bad reputation. And well, I think like, that was just because he got kicked out of LSU. Like, I think that was just the only reason that he had the bad reputation. But, like, still shows him love. Yeah, you're right. I think Constantly. he's awesome. He's, he's still there giving him cash all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Gets him in trouble. <laughs> he has shed the reputation that, I guess, you know, with other people it might stick to them. But I think he's totally shed that reputation. I mean, like, fairly he shouldn't be held to that standard. Yeah, why like, should he? We don't hold anyone else to that standard in this freaking league. Yeah, of course. As ben Roethlisberger? He, well, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is weird because he technically did serve his punishment, so at a certain point, <laughs> there's no, a redeemability. No, he didn't, Kyle. No, <sighs> he technically he did. Even if it wasn't a strong enough punishment, he technically did. But that, I guess this is the, the absolute he, league of shedding what you've done previously. Oh, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> no, of course, yeah. And, no, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> doesn't matter anymore. Tyreek Hill, well, Tyreek Hill, they'll make the argument. It wasn't on our watch. We didn't have to do anything about it. Which Tyreek Hill, I guess his only punishment was that he lost money on his initial deal because he was a fifth rounder instead of a second rounder. But even then, now that doesn't matter because he's making $78 million with the – Kansas City Chiefs catching ridiculous 75-yard touchdowns from Patrick Mahomes that we should stop talking about before it becomes my version of watching the Saints over and over again. (laughs) Don't ruin him. Don't ruin him. Nope. You watching the Saints on repeat right after they win the game is my version of just watching that 75-yard touchdown over and over again. I watched Red Zone, so it's not the same. Yeah, that's fair, but do you re- you know? I'm trying to happened. take this away from me. <laughs> All big I, plays. I mean, yeah, but I didn't see them. Like, I want to see Aaron Rodgers not score a touchdown before. Hours. Let me live. Yeah, I made the joke on Instagram about that. That I'm like, I'm sure nobody's going to have overreactions about the fact that Aaron Rodgers had a game that he's only done twice in the last five years where he throws no touchdowns and two interceptions. I'm sure that there's not going to be an overreaction around this. Lo and behold, here we are laughing at Aaron Rodgers because he showed up looking like James Harden. Yeah. Which the Packers, this is the part that's different. It's like James Harden was awesome last year. People don't realize when he was healthy, he was so awesome. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be, yeah, that's what made it more funny the fact he turned out fat and shit <laughs> of course it's funny the fact that you have those photos that nobody can tell whether he's skinny or fat because one minute he, lo- he has a pot belly and the next minute he's wearing black and he looks slim as fuck I he wore a fat suit to get to get out of there no he, I, I genuinely think that he was fat like I genuinely think he was overweight and it just doesn't matter because he's just that God-given talented. I was listening to Dominique Foxworth talk about this on Bomani's podcast. Where it's like, we, we have Friday's the risk a fire, fire, fire. No, they are excellent. They are so much fun. And talk about like 
we think that the reason one person succeeds and another doesn't is because you didn't work as hard as the next yeah, person. Sometimes you didn't it's want luck it enough. and God-given you, talent. You didn't want it enough. That's what it was. Absolutely. Sometimes it's just luck and God-given bleeping talent, which is exactly what James Harden gets to be. Because James Harden gets to be a Hall of Famer while <sighs> having... Well, oh, do oh, are you watching? Are you watching the Packers game over again? Or are you telling I me that? You. I told you I was watching it again. <laughs> I wasn't sure if like Andy Dalton was about to throw an interception. That I seems don't totally watching Andy fucking Dalton. I mean, that's fair. I can't. I'm, a, I can't I'm, argue I'm on that. the Bears when Justin Fields is there. I'm not watching Andy Dalton. <laughs> to be fair, I that might be pretty soon. Game. It might be it might be this game where they make the switch because oh my lord it's been so bad oh my god it's been awful oh like, read the tea leaves for God's sake why 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 I don't get why people put their ego in like ahead of making the right decision that's why we persisted with the idiot idiot Taysom and it's why Andy Dalton started today just because you said it initially doesn't mean you can't change your mind. Trey Lance threw a bleeping touchdown on the only play he got in the entire game. And we're going to be like, yeah. Hang on, hang on. We're not, we're not going to slander Jimmy G today. Jimmy G was Hold good. On. Jimmy G, Jimmy was, G good. was good until the final, like, uh, he was he, good for two and a half quarters. He, he was, was good. good. For two and a half quarters. He was good. He was good for two and a half quarters in the Super Bowl, too. Yeah, of course. He was good for two and a half quarters. And that's and why then... they need two quarterbacks. <laughs> Yeah, they need someone to swap in after everything falls apart. But I think that was just the Lions. The Lions yeah. always like go up ten nothing and then give up thirty five points. That's kind of been the Lions for like six years now. So I think that one was just the Lions being the Lions. And between Jimmy G and Cliff Kingsbury today, like there was something to look at. No, just you're saying. right, and and they were the big winners of the well. The Forty ers almost got to be the big winners of the day. Oh, Robert DeAndre Sala Hopkins too. Between... I mean, they lost, but Robert Sala, oof, that man is a that man is a zaddy if I know one because he's like forty one and he's got like six or seven kids already. Why do is... people have all these kids? They're not have TVs. I don't understand it at all. Like, why? It's it's like an like, NFL thing exclusively. Too. Just given my age, like, there's no chance I'm having six or seven kids. But given the fact I have a brain, there's no chance I'm having six or seven kids. Like, why would you do that to yourself? why and it's like it's not like they're the suit like you're on the road a lot of the time like practice is hard in football i don't even know where they find the time to have seven kids like Uh, i don't know if anyone's explained it to you but it doesn't take very long for the man to to take his part in the action (laughs) thank you thank you morgan we're gonna we're gonna talk about sex here to close out the podcast oh i'm sorry did you expect me to stay on topic I don't know. At least we would, if we were going to go off topic, I thought it would be about like Josh Allen or something, not how Robert Sala has sex. <laughs> Robert Sala looks like sex. <sighs> See, I, Michael Thomas has been gone for so long that we're, we need someone new who looks like sex. There was about eight people today who look like sex. <laughs> so does is Kling, is Kingsbury look like sex or is he a oh, sex symbol? I can't he's tell. A sex symbol. Now, DeAndre Hopkins at 3.30 in the morning today looked like sex. DeAndre Hopkins has a bunch of kids, too. I think he's got, like, four kids already. Like, Not shocked. Not shocked. Yeah. I think it's, like, four like four kids with, like, four different women, I think, too. Which I think... Not shocked the again. Reason, the only reason I know this is because that's what Bill O'Brien cited when he, like, 
traded DeAndre Hopkins. It's like you can't say the- that. You can't cite that as anything. Tec- okay, so like, my damn business, did- Bill O'Brien. Technically, he didn't say that, but like Michael Irvin said it on first take. That's like that went into the decision making. So technically, this is just like leaked from the DeAndre Hopkins camp, but still, it's super weird. Aaron Rodgers super just got weird. sacked and they like zoomed in on his eyelashes. That's how close the camera was to his face when he grimaced. <laughs> Same thing happened with Baker when he threw the pick. They just were dead like, in his face. Right up in his grill. Like, yeah. Like, I could see his paws. That's how close I was to his face. And then they did the camera shot backwards of him, like, pounding on the ground because he just threw the game-sealing interception. And I'm like, that's the camera angle you should be showing. You shouldn't be showing the close-up of his sad face. You should be showing him banging on the ground after throwing the interception. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has got a good tan, though. Aaron Rodgers does. I love the long hair. I love the long hair for Aaron Rodgers now. Yes, he's like my fiance's young. Look how young I am. I'm Aaron Rodgers. If you told me Aaron Rodgers was 32, though, I'd believe you. I'd believe you if he said he was 32. He's he's got a young face still. I don't think he's doing anything like Drew Brees and Tom Brady. They're obviously doing stuff to stay young. He just he's just looks young. There, nothing wrong with doing stuff to stay young. I'm all for it. Live your life. Look how you want to look. Happy for you. Um, Unless you're Jason you Witten. Unless you're Jason Witten with that but, terrible yeah, hairpiece. Do it well. Like, Drew Brees, props to you, my man. Like, that hair is fire. He looks good. Brian Erlacher did the same thing. Brian Erlacher is also a super right winger, so I'm surprised they're still doing the advertisements. They still have hair implant advertisements all over Chicago. With Brian Erlacher because he I, had this I don't think hair, that hair implant around the world. I don't think hair implant companies care about your past. In Australia, the person who like advertised that like hair implants here was like the most controversial dude in in AFL who cheated on his wife with his with another of his players' wives and like ruined oh, his team okay. in like this huge scandal. <laughs> this and, then, like, uh, and he was the captain it... of the team and he was like one of the greatest to play the game and they had to like fire him because of it because he had sex with her in a toilet at a party. <laughs> it was huge. That happened to, to that happened to someone with like the Cleveland Indians back in the day where literally or it was the Yankees or the Indians or something like that but literally his wife left him for his teammate and best man at his wedding, which was unbelievable at the time. This dude also, like, he beat up his next girlfriend. He got arrested in Miami once. He glassed somebody, a woman. Like, he has a history of being a shit bloke, like awful, awful bloke. But, again, we forgive that. Let's get him on the hair ads. He's a new dude yeah. now. New hair, new me. What would, they, what would someone have to Where's the bar in the middle? No, he didn't. That dude's still walking around golf courses, hugging women and getting photos. People have forgiven. Like, oh, no. That's different. Being accepted by corporate America is different. White America. (sighs) Yeah, that's a good point. OJ Simpson's in a weird place with white America. But it's. Yeah, OJ's OJ's not white. He's OJ. Yeah, that's see, that's the thing is that there's now a whole generation who's like adults 
who only know OJ Simpson from like the documentaries and the stories where they were like too young. And those are the people I see like partying with OJ Simpson at Jaguars games. That that's who I think of are those people is them and like fifty year old white women. Yeah. Like, like I'm sorry. 20, but do you not see what he did to his last white wife? No, but they're like twenty seven year olds too. Like they're people who weren't alive when the OJ Simpson stuff was happening. That's who I see partying with. Were alive. Twenty-seven-year-olds were technically born in nineteen ninety-four, which was when he murdered his wife, so they wouldn't remember it. So, a lot of dudes like that who weren't alive for it are just like, "Yo, O.J. Simpson, that's a famous name. I remember that. Wonder what he did. I mean, they know what he did. Oh yeah, he's everybody super knows what he did. <laughs> yeah, but not everyone agrees on what he did." Really, in their heart of hearts, do they really not agree? Like, I think everyone agrees. They're just like, you know what? For all the bad things you did to us, we're just gonna fucking side with him. Yeah, no, I'm the, I'm in the same boat. I follow like 40 people on Twitter, and one of them is OJ Simpson. Like, I follow. I, I was very, no. I was really conflicted when OJ joined Twitter, and I didn't they won't even verify him either. Which sucks. And I I didn't want. I didn't want to follow him, but he was like putting out those ads, like those videos, and I was like, I can't not watch. See, now um, they're just so super I th- boring. I think At the beginning, they were fun, him, but mate, no, he's not muted. I follow him, but yeah, it, it's not. Yeah, just like when you sit down and like actually reassess, like it, it's not that fun anymore. <laughs> See, it was fun at the beginning, though. Now he just talks about his fantasy football team and getting the vaccine, which... But sometimes the... when he, like, drops in, like, things where he's, like, trying to take the moral high ground on stuff, I'm like, that's a bit rich from you, OJ. He did have one good quote where he's like, I know a thing or two about... I forgot what it was now, but he had a really good quote about it. Like, it's like, I know a thing or two about... I don't know. false ac- I don't remember what it was, but... It, it was really good, like playing jokes at what he's famous for. They, there was one he became a meme because for Halloween he dressed up like Patrick Mahomes and he said, "Good evening, Twitter world, it's me, OJ Mahomes." And now that just gets memed every time Patrick Mahomes gets angry. <laughs> just like Patrick Mahomes after having a bad game. Patrick Mahomes to his offensive line in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes to his defense at halftime today. Is me, OJ Mahomes, but it's not really that anymore. Now it's just his fantasy football team, which I think he drafted. I think he drafted Saquon this year, which I don't think worked out too well for him. Yeah, so the Saquon thing, mm, not going that great. No, this is a good way to go about the podcast. We talked about OJ Simpson's fantasy football team and Robert Sala having sex. I'd rather talk about Robert Sala having sex than Philip Rivers having sex. And Philip Rivers has had a lot of sex. Philip Rivers has had a lot. See, this is the joke that I like to have. Because, again, grew up Charger fan with Philip Rivers never beating Tom Brady, but still loving the Chargers. So he was like one of my childhood idols. And so I love the joke that it's like, I envision that Philip Rivers only has sex once every year. It's just one time he has sex. They don't do it the rest of the year. All he does is one sec, one time he does the sex, as Ian Eagle would say, and he doesn't like gets pregnant, doesn't have sex the rest of the year. They just one time a year they schedule a date to have sex. They do it, and then all their children are born within the same two months. <laughs> My mum used to say that her mum only had sex five times in her life, 
and that's why she had five kids. But only that—that's all. Just yeah. what was ne- just what was necessary. Nothing more. I think that's an old joke from Friends. Uh, yeah. It's one that's what? like viral, where it's like, I had never imagined you having sex in a relationship until five seconds ago. <laughs> Which I guess I'm doing that with Robert Sala now. Yeah, I guess I'm doing it with my grandmother. Yeah, that should be fun. <laughs> uh, I think I'd rather Robert Sala. Warrior South. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.